0: Welcome to the Talking Heads podcast with Lucy and Saul, two head gardeners in Essex and Devon.
1: In light of the coronavirus crisis we are living in and the drastic changes in horticulture happening up and down the UK, we both realise that bringing a regular glimpse into the gardens we look after might bring a little joy and interest.
0: So for the foreseeable future, Talking Heads will now be a shorter podcast, where Lucy and I bring you snippets of our daily lives in our gardens as spring unfurls. We'll also bring you news of gardens and gardeners, nurseries and nursery folk throughout the UK.
1: So, sit back, take a few minutes out of your day and tune into a small dose of our gardening lives.
0: So, Lucy, what a week. Um, I don't think I can recall a week like this probably in my life or especially in my gardening career.
1: No, no me neither. It's um it's stirring up quite a lot of emotions in a lot of people and um I can't blame anybody for feeling quite unsettled at this time but what we'd quite like to do if we can is just to add a dose of normality to people's lives I think.
0: Yeah, try and just uh let people know that you know even though things have changed I don't know, monumentally, especially through our our, our sector, through horticulture, at least the gardens and the plants and all the things are still doing the things they were doing spring. And hopefully we'll bring a regular amount of... Of what's going on at both East Donland Hall and at Stonelands, while we have a little natter about what we're doing in our gardens.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I've been I've been writing at home today because I do a little bit of writing as well for my career, and um, I've, I've I've taken more trips to the greenhouse today than ever before. I think just have a little bit of time to contemplate, to actually just kind of ground myself and just do some pricking out or some sewing or. Anything, really, just to think, well, you know, at least I can... When I walk into that greenhouse and shut the door, everything else outside just seems to be forgotten temporarily and it's just a normal space and I'm just getting on with horticulture, which is lovely. So, uh, yeah, yeah, interesting times.
0: Some things don't change, do they, especially no. <laughs> in gardening? And the year still continues in its cycle. Yes. Which is a nice thought when you think about all that's going on. I've got to say, although today I was reflecting... On what was happening, I think yesterday was the real. I, I must say, at, at some points, I was uh, I was a bit shell shocked, to be honest, because I had gone from the start of the week uh, thinking about things like the upcoming local Alpine Guns show, mm-hmm. some talks I was doing, some of the big shows being announced, looking through to yesterday having almost everything for the next three to four months cancelled. Yeah. From big shows to little shows to talks to garden holidays, I do.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was a bit sobering, I
1: must say. (laughs) I know. I had to speak to you today and... uh passed on the sad news that the show that we're both involved in, which is Gardener's World Live, has been postponed, obviously, for until ne- this time next year. And um, I hated telling you that because I could tell already in your voice you were a little bit flat about things. And you said mm. your diary was getting quieter and quieter, and I had to do that. But then we, we had a little chat, didn't we, about our gardens and what else was going on. I think I might have mentioned some sausages that were cooking <laughs> on just to cheer you up. Oh, and, I uh, love sausages. I know, I know. So, So, yeah, so... That that is that is what's unfurled in front of us. We've both got um slightly emptier calendars than before, but what we're gonna do is fill it with our favourite topic, which is horticulture. Um Saul and I we should explain that at the moment we're both very lucky and that we're both still working. Um you are still working at Stonelands full time, I'm still able to work at East Darlene Hall, um, because we can isolate ourselves because in that sense gardening can be quite a solitary um, experience. So mm. we're able to carry on working. So we have still got things to do. Um, for example, yesterday we were rotating up the meadow for um, the, our annual wildflower meadow, so we can be oh, talking the about that. All the
0: famous annual wildflowers. Yeah, yes. I
1: might even put some pictures on Twitter and some some video footage of my husband with the tractor if you were, if you, anyone would be interested in seeing that. So we've got that going on. Uh, my greenhouse at home and at the hall is uh, in full propagator mode, and I know yours is too. You put a lovely picture up on Twitter of all your seed trays and modules are, and things. Yes, so
0: the start of the ever. Uh, lasting modules. <laughs> I'd say every year I do more modules than I have space for and I have to keep moving them about and balancing them on odd shelves and all kinds of oh, things. That's I'm sure awesome. it's the same for everyone, isn't it, really?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so this is what we're trying to do with this, um I say the shorter podcast, more frequent. Um, just a, a little dose of something to um, maybe give you a hint of what you could be doing in your gardens at this time of the year. Um, give you an insight into what we're doing on our larger estates and um, just, yeah, have a nice bit of banter.
0: Bring a bit of spring.
1: Yes, exactly. Into the
0: conversation.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: So what's your garden looking like? Because I know at Stonelands, uh, we seem to be, uh, and with some irony, having probably one of the best springs I've seen for many a year. We've come out of this really wet winter, which has been quite depressing. And now the magnolias have all burst uh, at Stonelands. We've got some of our early rhododendrons showing a really nice colour. And uh, amazingly, a lot of our Japanese flowering cherries are on the cusp of blossoming i would say at least maybe a week or two early and now coinciding with the magnolias and rhododendron to make a real crescendo of color which is lovely
1: well that must look gorgeous and i um i always get a little bit envious of you at this time of year because in devon you are uh, definitely a few weeks ahead of us in Essex anyhow. Um, so our, we have, um, a magnolia that overlooks the, the moat and we've got narcissi that are just coming out. The magnolia is still in bud, but the buds are just showing colour now. I've noticed that the first, um, espalier pear tree blossoms are just starting to open. Um, we've got things like gooseberries coming into leaf. We've Got, uh, the, I told you what, the bearded iris in the wall kitchen garden that we have as cut flowers are really romping away. There's no flower spikes yet, but the leaves have really extended. We've got a good two foot of growth.
0: Yeah, I noticed that today at, at Stonelands. We haven't got many, but down one of the ends of our courtyards, I planted a few. And I must say, the growth has gone from a, a few inches to almost a foot, maybe a foot and a yeah. half. It yeah. must be in a week, maybe a week and a half. It's yeah. amazing, really, to see.
1: It really is. And I should go back to, I think, was it episode one when I talked about our Milfoy and I introduced That's you it. to that. Now, I, I need to get some pictures up on Twitter to show people because... Um, for those who didn't listen to episode one, we we, we will forgive you, um, but I just should explain. <laughs> that, Go um, back and listen. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's a meadow full of un- lovely dwarf uh, species bulbs in grassland. And it looks really stunning, but it's very gentle and um, not brash and in your face like some bulbs displays can be. So it's a slightly interesting take on how you can plant up uh, with bulbs. And it's really now in the last week or so, uh really coming into its own there's such a diversity of species that are flowering um they're all all very dainty and delicate and it's just this beautiful kind of like um pinprick of color coming through the grass and it's looking a real real treat at the moment
0: oh i look forward to seeing some of those photos because when i went when we did see it i think that was back in november it literally was just rough grass just
1: grass I know. so it was a
0: bit of imagination to (laughs) imagine all these bulbs uh, coming up yeah um we've got bulbs coming up as well um we've had got a tulip called red uh, not tulip sorry a daffodil called red devon which i thought was very appropriate for our area yeah and it's a very robust um daffodil very nice uh, looks really nice in a drift up our banks uh, we've had fritillary melaragris, uh all flowering all the snake's head fritillaries on our wet meadow and i've just noticed the start of some of our camasias mm. just poking through the orchard meadow Aww. just coming which Lovely. is really nice and i tell you one of the most exciting things that uh, i for the first time I've managed to identify three or four of our bee orchid rosettes forming in the meadow. Oh. Now I know that we've got them. Yep. Yep. Uh, and just seeing those means I was I was really excited for uh, later in the year for when those put on their flowers because they are spectacular.
1: I can see it in your eyes. Orchids. I know people can't see. I mean I'm looking at you in my lounge, <laughs> looking at you in your in your spare bedroom and I can see the light in your eyes when you talk about the orchids. They obviously are that. like you say. Oh, I'm very envious because we don't have orchids at the hall that I'm aware of. Uh, so that is a real real treat. Oh it's so- a real
0: bonus when I started the meadow what was it four or five years ago not knowing what was there because it had been mowed for many many years and I decided to leave it and nothing really happened in the first year. But that second year we got one bee orchid and that made the whole just Taking the whole thing down to meadow, so important yeah. to me. Yeah, uh, just seeing that one orchid, and hopefully we'll get loads more coming as well.
1: Yes, yeah. So, what jobs are you doing in Stones this week? I've, I've heard rumours of mulch being delivered.
0: Yeah, mulch. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately, one of the the byproducts of the uh, the outbreak has been that we've unfortunately had to lay off our part time staff to really isolate the garden as the family are in at the moment, mm. which is a shame. And then the day, like I was saying, I was a bit shell-shocked yesterday. And then at 4pm, I got the call that my mulch order was coming, which I <laughs> sort of semi-forgotten had in, in everything that was happening. And the guy turned up with 10 tonnes wow. of green waste uh, compost to mulch our beds. So uh, staring at it with one um, trusty Devon shovel, uh, I started this morning well uh, mulching the beds. Uh, I think I've got about an, a tonne of it moved, I think. <laughs> Uh nine tons that. to go. Yeah. But yeah. um I, I, I like to think that one of the, the uh positive things about this is I'm gonna lose about one or two stone. <laughs> which I do need to do. Which I do need to do.
1: Oh, well so you have fun moving that. If 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 I could get down this or you know I would. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got my own garden to look after. Otherwise, I'd be there yeah. in the shop with a pack of sausages. Uh, uh, and a big are you smile. guys
0: mulching as well? I'm guessing the herbaceous beds are starting to, to shift along a bit.
1: We have also had mulch delivered. We've had some bark chips delivered um, about three weeks ago, which we've laid on our fruit cage just as, for, along the pathways. And now we've got um, mulch, which is uh, sold to us by our, a local nursery, which, which we like to support. It's a local independent nursery. So we always love to go to those guys. And they, they provide this beautiful dark mulch by the lorry load and uh so that's now been dumped in the uh, in the courtyard near the stables and we've got the, the the good job of as you say distributing it around the garden um we'll try it, and it's get... one
0: of the uh more manual jobs isn't it, it oh do you know isn't... what though
1: it's pure eye candy isn't it once you get a mulch nice. down oh. on the beds it looks so so much more polished and finished and if you can do that then you get a nice grass edge going as well oh it is the stuff of dreams
0: that there are two jobs in the garden that, that that change the dynamic, I think. One is mulching the beds, and the mm. second is putting the first mow in yep. with the stripes. Yep. The garden just changes to that sort of, like... Um, like a uh, uh, nirvana kind of look you sort of go wow
1: I know just you those see two on the, things on the cover of a magazine on a, a, any any garden magazine it would look absolutely beautiful so so yeah so that actually is a really lovely thing to do I've also got to pull my finger out a little bit because I haven't quite finished the fruit tree pruning which is um um wow. I know I know I mean yeah. I'm quite happy to admit when I get behind I'm not going to sort of <laughs> a, a, a lie and, and say I'm I'm always ahead there's a few things that we need to do we we got a little bit behind in the autumn because we had a massive amount of duckweed on the moat which really oh caught of course, yes, and I, I think you that. saw that but it caught us yeah. by surprise because we'd never had it so bad before and we um took the decision to try to clear it and obviously the, the 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 route for us was was manual removal and it did take up quite a lot of time so there's some elements that i Um, All the roses are brewing. We've sorted those all out. The wisterias we've done. um, But there's a few fruit trees that we still have yet to completely tidy up. Obviously, the the stone fruit was all done in the summer, so that's fine. But we've got about nine apple trees that are mature i just need to take the middle out of them because they've gone a bit congested in the center so it's nothing massive that i've got to do but i am mindful that uh, i would like to get that done sooner rather than later
0: before they blossom i yeah. I've noticed the buds are just starting to swell on my uh apples in the orchard yeah so.
1: well the espalier pears that like i mentioned right at the start i've done those just for anyone yeah. who's concerned it's just the freestanding ones in the in the actual orchard itself but uh, yeah that might be tomorrow's job
0: that sounds good um i think what we'll do is we'll leave it there for today and then Mm. i think the next one we'll have a really good chat about what's going on in our veg gardens because i know things are shifting along nicely
1: that's a really good idea yeah let's do that so that's today's podcast we hope you enjoy this shortened format and the look at our lives and our gardens hopefully you'll tune in again soon to hear about what we're up to
0: We understand that for many, life has changed in ways not imagined during the start of this year. Our thoughts especially go out to all our colleagues and peers in horticulture They have been drastically affected, and we hope that life will return and, like all good plants, flower again much better than
1: before. In the meantime, please do get out into your gardens, support your local small specialist nurseries, and enjoy time out from this extraordinary shift in ordinary life.
0: Until the next episode of Talking Heads, goodbye! Goodbye.